Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which, as always, is for entertainment purposes only. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. Uh, You know, some time ago in uh, one of my earlier podcast episodes, I talked about how I originally got started in bingo. So if you don't recall, uh, it was with my dad, and my dad was a big bingo player. Now, originally, he was a big golfer, okay? My dad loved golf, but... He got sick and he wasn't able to play golf anymore, so he ended somehow ended up shifting to bingo, which was great because he had something to do and he made a lot of friends and he had a really good time and uh, it was just a really nice saving grace since he wasn't able to play golf anymore. But every now and then he would take me and my sisters and my brother and we would go play bingo with him and I don't think any one of us ever won, ever. <laughs> My dad was pretty lucky. He won a lot. And again, this, like I said, this was something that really helped save the day since he was no longer able to play golf. But anyway, I developed such a huge enjoyment of playing bingo, even though I wasn't a winner. So long after my dad had passed away, I still loved bingo. And when I moved to California, I wanted to find some place where I could play bingo, you know. So I went on the internet and I scattered around. And the place I found initially when I moved here was uh, San Manuel and Morongo were the only two places that I knew that you could go play bingo. But eventually, I found a place called Buckingham Heights Bingo. Now, this place was right across the street from where I lived, okay? Literally, I could walk there in five minutes, so it was wonderful. I would play two or three times a week, and I really enjoyed myself, and I couldn't have been happy, okay? This was wonderful. The only problem was, you know, working and everything, so you couldn't go as often as you'd like. But still, it couldn't have been more convenient. And then COVID hit, doggone COVID. Uh, COVID hit, and Buckingham, like everybody else, closed down. The only difference is... After everybody started opening back up, Buckingham never did, okay? Never did. So it just breaks my heart. But what that meant was that since I still love playing bingo, is I had to go out and I had to find someplace else to play bingo. Now, between the internet, between word of mouth and TikTok, trust me, I have found a lot of places to play bingo. Mind you, nothing is as close to me as Buckingham was, but still, there is plenty of bingo out there, okay? I'm talking from the bingo club to cry help to, you know, just over the entire state, there are tons of places to play bingo. So now, why is she bringing this up, okay? Why am I rehashing this little bit of information that most of you probably already know? Well, the most recent place that I went to play at was uh, Winner's Stockton, okay? Uh, Winner's Bingo in Stockton had its eighth anniversary, and I was up there a couple of weeks ago, and I really had a great time. It was something that I'd never experienced before. I mean, they were playing 10 strip games, and every one of those games paid $5,000, okay? And then they had a uh, special for their eighth anniversary, which was a strip game that paid $8,000. $8,000. So this was a lot of money. I was really hoping and praying that I was going to win one of those. But even still, I was just exciting to be there and see how much money was actually being given out in payouts. But while I was there and I was having a good time, 
I also had the opportunity to see a lot of people that I watch on TikTok. Some people that I've known, you know, like Cash was there, Ali was there. So people that I've already met in person, known people who've actually even done my podcast. But there are other people up there that I wanted to see and uh, chat with and get to know a little bit better. And one of them in particular was Crystal Rice. I don't know if you're TikTokers or if you've had the chance to see some of her uh, videos that she's put on there, but she's a big TikToker and she's a lovely lady. She's very energetic. She's got so much going on. I'm always amazed at how much she's going on. But I really wanted to meet her, and it was great because I got to sit close to her. And while we were talking, I said, you know, why don't you come down to L.A. sometime? We have some great little events down there, usually some nice TikTok-sponsored events. And in particular, the place that I uh, tend to go to the most would be Bosco Tech, has some really great events. And so I was asking her, it's like, why don't you come visit us sometime? And she said, why would she take the time spend the money to drive all the way down to Southern California to pay more money to win less money. So basically what she's saying is why would she go to a place where you have higher buy-ins and the payouts for when you win don't pay as much as where she's playing at already. So you're having a buy-in, and I don't know if this is the case, but let's say you have a buy-in of $20 and your payouts are like $750 or $1,000. Why would you go to a place where your buy-in is like $45 and your payout is only like $250 or $500? So that's basically what she's saying. Why would she spend more to get less? This was really a big revelation for me because until she said that, it had just never occurred to me. I just never thought about that. And it is true. It's like, yeah, you can make so much more money or you have the opportunity, I should say, to make so much more money in the bingo halls in Northern California to the point where it kind of bummed me out for a second there. It's like, ooh. <laughs> You know, I'm up there and I'm seeing people get $1,000 a game. And I'm not talking pool tabs. I'm talking just regular games, you know. And I sat there and kind of thought, wow, this is this is a little upsetting to sit there and, and witness this and then have to turn around and go back down to Southern California and be happy with the payouts that you're getting. Okay, so a little bit of greed, but still just kind of shocking to say that, um, yeah, there's some, some major opportunities to get some seriously big bucks up in Northern California. So this also brought back memories of something that I learned years ago, something that I'm reminded of every now and then and definitely in this particular instance. Well, actually, it's really two things. One is a phrase that I think a lot of people have heard recently, which is, when you know better, you do better. So there was one. But the other one that really stuck in my mind is not so much as a quote, but something that I heard somebody talking about, again, really don't know where. And they were saying that you're really generally happy with what you have until you see something better. So if you're living in a town and you've got the only car and your car is beat up. It has got uh, bald tires. It's got a uh, messed up paint job. But you've got the only car in town then you're happy with that car. You love that car because you've got the only car in town and everybody is envious of you. But when somebody comes to town and they've got a really nice spanking new car, you know, 
then all of a sudden you want more. I mean, the same kind of applies. I think everybody can get this one too, like your house. It's like you usually like your house if you've bought it. You like how you've decorated it. You're usually pretty happy with it. Until you visit somebody and they've got like new kitchen appliances and they've got it all decked out. Then all of a sudden the house that you've lived in all this time that you've really liked, it's not as nice as you thought it was. And now you want something different. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just human nature. We all do that. We're always good with what we have until we see something better, and then you want more. But this was interesting because now I saw how it applied to bingo, and I hadn't really thought about the disparity in uh, bingo and the locations of where you play. Um, you know, in Southern California, I think the average when you're playing bingo, the payout is typically about $250. I think it ranges from minimum of $250 to $500 for your average paper game, okay? I'm not talking about uh, pool tabs or strips. I'm talking about your average paper game. That tends to be the range in most places, okay? Um, which is in itself already I'm doing better because when I was playing in Vegas, Vegas has very low payouts for those of you who've played there before, you know, excluding the tournaments they have, excluding something like, like uh, South Point. The basic payouts ranged from $50 to $400, uh, and that depended on how much you paid for your buy-in. And the buy-ins were generally pretty low. I think you could buy in for as low as $7. So they were pretty low, which kind of explains why the payouts weren't very high. But again, most of the times when I was playing, at least, people generally won either $50 or $100. That was kind of more of the norm. So you're talking very low payouts. But they also have the potential for some really good cash balls for each one of their games, okay? Now, Vegas plays every odd hour in most of the casinos, starting from like 9 a.m. and going to 11 p.m. And each one of those games had their own particular cash ball. And I think they generally started out like at $500, but I've seen them go up to thousands, several thousands. And what also was very popular was a progressive coverall game that they had. I think it was connected to all the casinos, as I recall, but that thing would go as high as hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know where it's gone to. I realized that a while ago that, hey, that's no longer available. What happened to that? I don't know why I didn't think about it, but I do know that the last time I saw somebody win that thing, it was over $200,000, okay? That is life-changing money. So again, the games themselves don't pay that much, but those cash balls and that extra progressive games were definitely motivating forces for playing bingo in Las Vegas. But here again is another example, because now in Vegas, you've got the Samoan bingo, which I don't know how they got this pass. I don't know how that this happened because it certainly wasn't available for years. But now you have the Samoan bingo. Um, I think it's pronounced Atani Fu, E-T-E-N-U-F-O-U. I know I'm saying that wrong. But whatever, they have bingo like California has bingo. So now if I go, I absolutely would much rather prefer to play with them than to play in the casino because now, again, I know better. The buy-in is reasonable. I think it's about between $40, $45. And they have payouts like they do in California. And then you've got extra games that they play. They also have the pool tabs like they have in California. So that's a much better bang for my buck. So I know better than to go waste my time at the casinos when I can actually have a much better chance of winning a pool tab that's going to pay a lot of money as opposed to just 
having a chance and most likely of winning 50 bucks. I should stop saying that. I've actually won more than that. I've won $100 at the, at the casinos. But anyway, so now I know better. I know to do that. And in California, Southern California, same kind of thing. Now that I'm here and I play at these different places, uh, I know different people have different things that they offer. So um, like I said, Crystal pointed out it would be a waste of her time to uh, come down to California. But in general, for everybody, I'm bringing this up because there are absolutely things that you really should think of. It isn't just the actual payout that you want to consider. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm absolutely amazed at the amount of money that they seem to pay out in Northern California. I mean, like so many games are over $1,000. Jackpots are $5,000. It's just really much higher uh, payouts up north than they are in Southern California. So not that we don't have those opportunities. But that said, I also feel like money isn't just the only thing to take into consideration when you're going out and you're playing bingo, okay? There's a lot of things that you need to think about or things that's going to make it a more enjoyable uh, event for you, not just a profitable event for you. So the first thing, because like I said, I'm still a little ticked about the whole COVID situation and the fact that they closed my favorite bingo place, and that's location. Location makes a big difference. Although I, I don't think it's as as important to others as it is to me, because I see people driving in from all over the place. People drive up to my neck of the woods from Santa Ana, from San Diego. People from uh, Lancaster, Palmdale, drive out here to play bingo. I mean, there was a lady I was speaking to the other day. She said it took her four hours. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm not doing that. But as she said, there wasn't anything else close to her. So that was really the only option she has. So for me personally, the number one thing for myself, or certainly for everybody to keep in consideration, is location. Most of the places that I drive to take between 40 minutes to uh, hour, hour, 45 minutes. Okay, I think the the most uh, Pasadena, for whatever reason, I get stuck in heavy traffic and it takes me about almost two hours to get out there. But I like it out there. So I'll try to go out there every now and then. Uh, The other thing to keep in mind are the hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like I said, Vegas is good because Vegas, if you want, you can just play the one hour. You can go on your lunch break. You can just go do a quick game of bingo and you're done. Move on. I mean, it is always exactly one hour and you don't have to worry about that. But there are places out here that can take your entire day. So you need to think about that. Do you want to play at night? Do you want to play in the afternoon? Do you want to play on the weekend? I mean, what exactly is it that you want to play? Because like I said, there's some places like, again, one of my favorites is Bosco Tech. But if you're going to play at Bosco Tech, you need to know that that's your entire day. (laughs) Uh, Typically going out to Bosco Tech, if you want to start getting pool tabs and everything, their doors open at 1.30. So you're going to be there at 1.30. You're going to probably be there earlier. You got to think about how long it takes you to drive there. You're not leaving Bosco Tech till at least... 10 p.m. So that's a long day and you need to make that commitment. So you need to think about that. There's some other places that are different that start like at uh, 630 and you're going to get out of out of their same thing like around 10. To Crystal's point again, the money, what is the payout? What do you think is beneficial to you? How much are you going to have to pay to play bingo? Because there are a lot of places, uh, you know, the range is very different. Some places you do a buy-in and the buy-in gives you three packs. Okay, well, that's nice that you get three packs. 
But what if you don't want to play three packs? What if you only want to play two packs? It doesn't make any difference. You've already done that buy-in and stuff, so you're going to get that. Uh, you can do additionals. I personally do three packs, so it's fine, but I have a friend who only likes to play two packs, so now you've wasted that money. So that's something to think about, too. What do you get for your buy-in? Now, some places when you pay the buy-in, you are only going to get the paper pack. Now, saying paper pack, but it could be a computer, whatever. You're only going to get whatever that buy-in is. So you also need to check on that. Are you getting anything extra for that buy-in? Um, are you going to get any kind of extra games? Are you going to get any kind of discounts? Because there are a couple of places I know, depending on the amount of money that you spend or when you purchase your buy-in, you're going to either get some extras thrown in or you're going to get a discount. So that's something to think about too. One, what are you getting when you buy in? Two, how much are you going to get? Is it going to be worth your while to spend that money and to spend your time? So those are kind of the main things to think about, the location, the hours, the buy-in, and the payout. But there's some other things to think about too. Here's a, here's a little shallow one that holds on my end, and that's food. Some people don't think about that, especially if you're just going there for the first time or if you're new at this and it doesn't occur to you. But do they have food? Does it have a snack bar? Does it have a, a vending machine? Is there access to some type of food? And then the other part of that is what type of food? What if it's generally serving something that you don't like? I, I have to say, I'm particularly happy with the food that you get at Bosco Tech. I love the Samoans. I think they cook really good food, and I love uh, eating there. So that's really nice. They're also, it's like, not only do they serve food, but how long do they serve food? Because a lot of places ha might have a snack bar, but then they close down at a certain time or they don't open until a certain time. That just happened to me this past week and I had food that I brought with me and then the snack bar didn't open and I had, you know, I didn't have anything to drink because I thought I would just buy a soda there and stuff. Or do they have free coffee? That's the other thing too. Do they offer free coffee or free water or ice or anything like that? Those are things you need to know to kind of make your time there more comfortable. Because if you get hungry, you're going to want to eat something. But if not, you know that you need to bring something with you. But anyway, that's something to keep in mind too, the food. Another thing to keep in mind, and I think this is actually probably should go up with the really important stuff, what is the type of program do they have? And this is funny to me because I get tickled how we all have certain ways that we like to play bingo. There are people, and I'm going to throw Tanya, Confessions of a Bingo Addict out there. She is a computer girl, okay? That girl likes her computers, and she likes pool tabs, okay? So I know when she came out to Bosco Tech, those people who, are, who prefer that type of program are really surprised that Bosco Tech first of all, isn't computer, and two, was really hardcore paper bingo. A lot of pull tabs too, but really a lot of paper bingo as well. So you need to think about that. What is it that you like to play? Are you all about the pull tabs? Do you prefer playing on a computer? Are you okay with playing a variety of games on paper? Because that can be confusing if you're not really used to doing that type of thing. If you're used to your computer doing all the work for you and you don't have to think about the patterns, that can really be an issue for you. And I, I know that it definitely has been for some other people. So you need to keep that in mind. And then I'm going to say last, but as God is my witness, it is absolutely not least. And that is the friendliness of the people that you're playing with and the friendliness of the people who are running the bingo hall. You want to go where it's an enjoyable experience. You want to have a good time. You want to be around nice people. You want to be around helpful people. You want to be around people who are there to have a good time just like you are and not cause any kind of drama. <laughs> 
okay, there might be a little drama. But for the most part, you're going to go someplace where you can take your mind off your troubles and God willing, have the opportunity to say, bingo! (laughs) Anyway, I just want to say that now that I know that Northern California has got so many uh, high-priced games, I'm absolutely going to go back. I think Crystal volunteered to give me a tour of some of the places. Definitely want to do Dob for Kids because that seems like a really good place to play. And I can get so many more strips for so much less money than I pay in Southern California. So that's definitely on my little list of things I want to do. I hope the rest of you will get out there and check out some other bingo locations and see what's the best place for you to play play. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come back for the next one. For now, take care. Thanks. It's not a game. It's a red stick.